0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode on For Generations to Come, where I am your host, Moisha Gray, and here we break generational curses by sharing our love and wisdom through our stories. So, hey Christian, first of all, I want to thank you for coming on today's podcast. Um, I really want, first of all, let me say this. So from the conversation we had days ago, I was like, I hope she booked her um, podcast recording recording earlier because I'm just so excited. Like, I'm really excited. Um, I know this year that I made a promise to myself, and I haven't been doing pretty good at it, but that I was going to stay connected (laughs) with other women that are on the same journey and have different stories or the same story or whatever um because I'm like a closed-in person so I was really excited for today's podcast and episode and not only for the audience to hear your story but you know we we were on the only phone for a couple of minutes so I want to hear more about it as well all
1: right <laughs> so we did have such a good time
0: it was and first of all you have a new book coming out you have new opportunities coming out I'll watch you on Instagram okay I'll, I'll be watching I watch (laughs) so
1: talk to us us
0: first about the shift that's been happening lately you know you can introduce yourself as well and then let us know about that shift that's been happening
1: sure thank you Moesha for having me on your podcast um I am still very new to podcast this is only my second interview so I'm just excited to be a part of your podcast and really just for you allowing me to share my story But I am Christian Mills. I am an author, speaker, and I'm also a lifestyle influencer. Um, I have really been on a journey to surrendering and more so particularly surrendering control to Christ. Um, And about two years ago, God just kind of flipped my life upside down in every area in different ways. Um, That really caused me to choose if I was going to be in control and lead, or if I was going to surrender and put things in his hands and let him lead. And that's exactly what my new book is about. It's called Surrendered. It's about time you let God lead. And it's for anyone that's trying to let God lead in an area or trying to lead all together. And I really put my whole life out there um, from going from my will to struggling with, you know, like Christ, like Jesus on his way to the cross, not my will, but yours be done and just really sharing all the areas I had to surrender and the benefits that come with it. So it has definitely been a journey.
0: Okay. So you talked about, uh, you definitely put yourself out there. How was that process? Because I, I know we talked on the phone about it a little bit, but it is so hard. Like I am very transparent to a certain extent. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I will share this, but I won't share a lot of it. So how is that, you know, actually just putting yourself out there?
1: putting myself out there was hard for me because I am a private person. Like, I have learned, like, I'll show you enough testimony at the end. And with my book, God was really challenging me. Like, no, you're not going to just write a book about the benefits of surrendering. You're going to lay it all out there and show people what happened, the decisions you had to make, the things you had to go through to learn how to surrender. And at first I was like, Jesus, no. Like, I could write this whole book without having to tell them everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. and he was just like you cannot make the impact that I need you to make and relate to the people in the way that I that he needed me to relate to the people in order for the message to get across if I kept something to myself and so I really struggled like living it was a lot but then also putting it all out there um career journey having to write about surrendering in my finances in my career in my relationship um I was like God you want me to give them all the tea (laughs) <laughs> but God was just like you know there's someone who's going to be able to relate to all of this or parts of this and they need to know what it looks like what surrender looks like and that it can be a battle and that it can be hard and that you don't always want to do it and so I just had to really pray about it and put it all out there with the hopes of helping at least one other person
0: definitely so I think that and I had to learn this as well that the most important thing especially when it comes to like Instagram and I do most of my marketing and all that on Instagram, but I also had to not get so caught up in likes and followers and all of that. Mm -hmm. stuff. So I think that when I am sharing parts of my story on social media, whether it's Facebook or not, then I have to realize that as long as it touches one person, like I don't have to get thousands of likes. I don't have to get, you know, hundreds and hundreds of followers because I mean, I can have a hundred followers and impact a hundred people or fifty people right. or you know, whatever. So um I know I talked about your authenticity that really pulled me to you. So what does what does that authenticity mean to you, especially when you're following Christ?
1: Oh wow, that's a great question. Um I think I'll answer two ways. So one thing that motivates me is following other powerful women. Like there are women that I love to follow on social media. Um like Mia Ray, I love Sarah Jakes Roberts um I really look up to some other a lot of other women and I make sure my timeline is curated with women that are putting out positive things Mm -hmm. and doing positive things even in their business or for the Lord and what connects me to them is their authenticity and when I decided to go on this journey I realized how important that in Christ you know sometimes we only show people the pretty picture we only show the blessings we only show the come-ups we only show the end of the journey. But you live your entire life on a journey with Christ spiritually. And so I have to be able to tell you I didn't want to surrender. I have to be able to tell you I chose my will sometimes over God in order for you to understand how it's okay for you to feel those things and get it wrong and then get it right. Um, And I think sometimes people don't want to come to Christ because they think they have to be right to come. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you just have to have the desire to come and you can make the changes and the switches as he places things on your heart as you go. And so- at first, when I stepped out to share my spiritual journey, it was just like I was sharing everything else on Instagram, but I wasn't sharing my spiritual journey. And I kind of got convicted with that, where it's like, OK, well, you share everything else. Why not this? Mm-hmm. And so I thought about the process. like, OK, well, what if I put out that I'm doing my devotions or that I'm starting this ministry with a surrendered life? And then people are like, oh, but, you know, you actually like to travel. You like to go to brunch. You like to hang out with your girlfriends. What is that going to look like? And I wasn't scared of the criticism, but I know sometimes people only want one side. And I just had to get the freedom to do things. You can be cute in Christ. You can dress up and be cute and slay and do all those things. It's not either or. And so in my authenticity, my goal is to show people that, yes, there's some things you need to put down when you come to Christ. But there's also freedom in Christ to express yourself and enjoy life.
0: Definitely. So what would you say to those who struggle with um Authenticity, because uh, honestly, social media is a place where you can be anything. You can be anybody. You can fake it till you make it like they say. So what would you say to those that struggle with being authentic?
1: I believe that I would just say be one person it's harder to manage three different people you know Mm -hmm. I think when we're growing up right when we're kids we have like our church friends and then we have our school friends and then we got our cousins and when you're like 10 and 12 that's cute you know you feel like your cousins don't want to hear about church you feel like your school friends don't know you like your cousins do so you're the same person but you're only showing up to a different extent in each place Mm -hmm. but I feel like as an adult you are completely some people are going to love you for it some people are going to hate you for it some people I want to grow with you because of it and truly I feel like you cannot really walk out your purpose and attract the people that you're called to serve until you're okay being the person God called you to be because there's someone who's waiting on you and they may not get what they need from someone else and they may need exactly what you offer or exactly what you encourage them to do or they may need to see you how you show up but you're scared to show up and you don't understand that someone's deliverance and someone's encouragement someone's freedom is waiting on the true version of yourself
0: definitely i like when you said that someone is waiting for you to show up so last year i did a, a podcast episode with um nausea and she was talking mm-hmm. about depression and everything on there and she said something that's still like a still almost a year later still resonates with me and she said I just think about this. If it's four or five, I don't really know if I'm pronouncing or saying this correctly, four or five girls that's behind me. And someone said, you're either going to live in your purpose for them or they're going to die. And if we think about that, it's just no way. And just picture it. It's just no way I'm about to say, oh, they just let just let them die. Like physically in front of my eyes, let them die there's it's no way not it's just not going to happen so I think that we have to think about that every day as we're walking with Christ that is not easy um some days are way harder than others it's a struggle mm-hmm. but we have to understand that there is somebody watching me it. it doesn't matter if it's your sister it doesn't matter if it's your cousin your kids like I have a son that I didn't realize that him being so young that he see everything but he does everything I do so so I'm like no yeah, right. like he is only one <laughs> and a half not even a half he's like one in a couple of months so it, it mm-hmm. just really made me open my eyes because we were at church one day and everyone was worshiping and raising their hands and I don't even think he was one yet but he saw everybody else doing it and he did it and in my mind I'm thinking like I Love yes him. I was thinking no this is not possible maybe he just you know felt like doing that so they did it again and he did it again <laughs> and till this day it's still it I don't know it's just I have to even if I don't feel like it I just have to because I don't want to be that the person that's responsible for him not being who God has called him to be I don't have control over everything that's going to happen but you know just thinking about mm-hmm. it's a big responsibility but just thinking about I'm God entrusted me to equip him and he's going to do the rest so yeah. yeah so I really yeah I love, I love that FX. every day when I, even when I don't feel like it I think about what you just said and it connects to what Najah told me a year ago so um but it can be hard so what what do you think about people that don't like that responsibility because I will to be honest with you when I found out I was pregnant with this second baby oh my goodness it took it took me a few days <laughs> literally I had called my husband and I was crying and it took me a few days to get it together oh. and honestly I know a lot of people view it as like okay why are you crying it's a blessing but I'm the type of person that I have to acknowledge how I feel and then I have to deal with it mm-hmm. like I mean I can't say that I don't feel a certain way when I feel a certain way so I mean it's real but let's acknowledge right. it and then see how we can cope with it. But it took me about three days. Like it was like continuance of praying and praying and, and you know, I was trying to see God things God's way and everything. And I know it was a blessing, of course, but it was like, this is not what I wanted. My son was not even one. <sighs> yeah. So it was Come like away. a whole transition and it, it was really me being selfish because I had gotten so used to my son that I'm like I know him now, you know, he's only been here a couple of months, but I know him. I know how he works. Mm -hmm. And now I have this, uh, this other different human being. It's like a whole nother responsibility. And people don't like responsibility. You know, if it was up to me, I wouldn't pay bills. Okay. (laughs) So talk to us about, (laughs) what do you think about people who have a hard time with that feeling of being responsible for somebody else, especially as a Christian?
1: Yeah, I think that is, this is so real, and I love that you brought this up, because I just literally just had some, a conversation with this topic with some millennials from my church last week in the parking lot, so it's just crazy, it's confirmation, uh, but what I was telling them is that people people struggle with knowing their purpose, and that's a valid issue, like it is hard when you don't know your purpose, but what's even harder is knowing your purpose and walking out your purpose because of the weight of the responsibility and the fight mm-hmm. that comes with it is it worth it absolutely um but i think that enough people aren't prepared for that side of it like when you do say yes to your purpose and you think that you believe that god has called you to do the enemy doesn't want you to make that impact he doesn't want you to change one person's life let alone a hundred or a thousand other people's lives and that's when you have to really think about the fact that if you can't just put your purpose in a box and walk away, okay? You can't be like I don't want this responsibility. Now you can do it because I've been there. When I wrote my first book 5 years ago, I was only 20, 21, and it was cool for the first 6 months and then I was like, god, I don't think I'm ready to be mm-hmm. this Jesus girl. I don't know if I'm ready to walk this all the way out because this fight is kind of crazy and I'm kind of young. I might just <laughs> pack this up and send it back. Um, but even to be 26 now, write my, my, my next book and launch my ministry i have now been prepared and learned things i need to learn to understand that is it going to be good for me to walk out my purpose yes does it come with a great responsibility and in sometimes a fight it does um and so my advice for people would just be to make sure you have the proper community around you and really make sure that you have people that believe like you believe um that can war when you don't want to war and people that can really intercede for you when you don't feel like it because I've definitely had times in you know, the last year where I'm like I don't want to fight and I've had to tag a friend in or tag my mom in or tag my boyfriend in and while I'm like I don't want to do this no more they're reminding me of the impact I've made they're reminding me on the call God has share my life so one of the biggest things you can do as a person that knows your call to well something out is make sure you have the right community around you to war with you but to also support you and celebrate you along the way let's
0: first of all let's talk about the community part because i'm big on having yes. people that are around you that you can just be yourself with and even that's hard for me even with the friends that i do have because yeah i am the person that they go to like um i don't i won't don't want to say hero because that's definitely not it but i'll yeah, you the strong that's friend it <laughs> and it's like I when it mm-hmm. comes to I need a strong friend it's just sometimes it's hard being a strong friend okay um, <laughs> come on I'm the strong friend too So if, if, <laughs> when you talk about community um, I can even speak for myself about this what about those people who don't have that community like I have talked to people who literally have no one like you can have you can have your mm-hmm. mom your dad family and friends but you can still have no one, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. So No, I know exactly what you mean. I just want to dive into that, even if, you know, because it's a lot of people who don't. And I didn't know when I was talking to this person, it was like, man, because I grew up with community. I grew up with support. I grew up Mm -hmm. with accountability. I grew up with that. So it's like to talk to someone who really has none of that, and this is a person that wants to change. They want right. to get out. And when you don't have support, it is harder. So
1: so what do you right. think about that part? I think, to, um, I think the, the person has to first be bold enough to say it. Because the person that pulled me aside after Bible study last week literally was saying to me that exact thing. I want to grow in my spirituality, I want to grow in my self-confidence, I want to figure out my purpose, but I don't think the friends that I have right now are able to help me navigate this water, where do I find that community, and the truth is you pray, Um, you pray for those people, and it's just like, just like we pray for things, I think as we grow in our spirituality, we also pray for things that are not materialistic, because sometimes you realize the things that aren't materialistic are the Mm -hmm. things that matter the most. What I realized is, like, I have great friends, and I have very close friends that are, like, my spiritual community. They war for me. Um, And I have other friends that I'm like, this journey that I'm going on with my purpose, they cannot understand. And so I have specifically prayed in the last two years for more friends that can navigate that journey with me. And there are two people I know that God sent me in the last two years that literally are answers to that prayer request. And it wasn't that any of my friends were incapable or incapable before. Some of them really were, but I know where I'm going in life. I need more of that support. And so I would tell those people to pray and to find a community also while you're praying, whether that means joining a church, whether that means reaching out to a family member that you know is spiritual. Um, But the first step I would say, like you said, with your feelings, you need to acknowledge them. Mm -hmm. I think we also have to acknowledge our desires. Like I'm desiring more community. And I need to take this request to God because God will position people in your past
0: to help I you think walk up the two purpose. ways.
1: Because um, first I
0: think that even if God doesn't provide you with those uh that support and community now He's, come still, on. He kn- he's aware, like mm-hmm. he still knows that you need come that or you need that strength and i don't know i don't i don't like to speak for god okay sometimes i just like to put little scenarios in my head you know just assume <laughs> but right. <I'm> like, if, <laughs> i honestly feel like if god knows that you are equipped or strong enough because he knows our, our weakness and our strengths if he knows that you are strong enough to mm-hmm. go throughout this without a community um, that I think that he will equip you to go through it until it's time for your community. That's different because sometimes we That's can no mess trip. up our own community. Like it could be the perfect community. And then we come in and mess it up. Mm-hmm. But I also think that um, a few years ago when I first got saved, it was 2015. Um, I prayed for new friends because I knew that just like you said it's not that your friends are incapable it's just that I know where I should be going I know where God desires me to go and right if my friends aren't bad they aren't you know incapable but they're just not <laughs> they just don't like <laughs> you just have to be honest like my friends are not leading me towards God and your friends may be leading you towards God but I'm speaking for right. like my friends um at the time, my friends weren't yeah. leaving me there. So I had to be honest. And I think that's what a lot of us have to do, especially if we do have friends that are like that. Just be honest. It's not that they're bad people or anything, but you may be that light that they need to get out. So let's just say, you know, they exactly. are the people um, that you should be hanging around. You know, they aren't leading you towards God. They're leading you away from God. You have to be honest about those things. And say, you know, they're not bad friends. I love them. I absolutely love them. To this day, I still love my friends, but they know boundaries with me. Okay? These are friends I had since kindergarten. Exactly. Um, You know, you have to be that Mm -hmm. light. I know that I'm that light to them. Like, I know that, like I said, I'm the strong friend. I Mm -hmm. have no problem with being that. Okay? Because, I mean, if they need to to pray, then, hey, why am I rejecting them? But I think that once... I pray for those new friends and those new surroundings once I first got saved. And although we don't communicate anymore, they were there just for that season to build me up. And it was like literally like four random girls. And it was so strange. I just met her Mm -hmm. on Instagram. and She was talking about meeting up for coffee and Bible study. And we're literally the same age. And we, we met like every week and just talked like real life. Just talk, not even meeting up just to be holy and talk about scriptures. It's like, we just, real life right talks. like god was in it and we just mm-hmm. had conversation it's just life like it's reality so yeah, so i think that it could go two ways if you desire community and surroundings i would definitely still pray for that because honestly everybody's prayers and answered differently at a different times my prayer was answered in like two weeks um, yeah and it, i was shocked i was very shocked mm-hmm. but um even if you don't Feel that God is answering that prayer fast enough, you still have to keep pushing and keep uh, building that relationship with God because at the end of the day, He is going to be that strong foundation that you need anyway. So, yeah. yeah. So, when it Absolutely. comes to um, you share that your purpose is to impact and share with millennials um, that you can live through Christ and enjoy Him and reap the benefits, I want to talk about reaping these benefits, okay? <laughs> First of all, it's a <laughs> have you ever wanted to reap the benefits without reaping the process of God?
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> because I mm-hmm. think if we're honest, we all want want have either yes. wanted that or want that because we're like we believe as soon as I say God, yes I said yes to my purpose, tomorrow the heavens are supposed to open, the promised land is supposed to appear and we'll never have to encounter anything in our lives again. <laughs> Um, but that's just because as humans, we think about mm-hmm. instant gratification and that requires no process. It's just like, I do this, God's going to bless me. Um, but that's a whole other topic because there are blessings in the Bible that are conditional. If mm-hmm. I do this, then God blesses me. So if I don't do the if, then I don't read the then. However, um, I definitely didn't want my process, and I can admit that, like, the last two years have been, like, literally flipped my life upside down. There were things I had to unlearn, and I probably couldn't have unlearned them otherwise, but I felt like, you know, my process could have been a year instead of two and a half years, and I could have been good, my seasons could have changed, and me and God would have been cool, but I had moments where I was just like, God, if this is what it costs, I don't want it, like... Literally, I always use the analogy. If I could have returned it up and send it to back, I and God would have returned it to sender, okay, God would have returned. I'd returned it to him, and he would have returned it back to me because it still has my name on it. Um, so there's absolutely moments where I've been like, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't know if the fight is worth it, um, and it's real. It happens to all of us. But I think that one thing I don't ever want to live with is regret. And it's like if I did actually pack up my purpose for good and send it back. Maybe not immediately, but eventually I would have wondered who I would have been or could have been or what impact I could have made or what blessings I'm missing out on because I did that. And so there are moments I've cried that I've, like, going on a two-week strike, like, Lord, I don't have nothing to give. So till you move, I can't move neither. Um, and it happens. But I think that, you know, you have to be able to get beyond that eventually. I. I used
0: to think about this, um, and I I don't remember where I used to hear it from, but it makes me think about sometimes that if God doesn't use me, he's going to use somebody else anyway. Like, he does not. And to think about it, I don't know. I feel like it's all about perspective, because if you think about it, it's like, he doesn't have to use me. Like, that's, (laughs) I mean, it's like, truthfully, honestly, I don't have to be here but um and honestly Mm -hmm. that just really kind of weighs out my mindset of being more grateful because I mean right I really couldn't I couldn't be living right now so it like puts me in a space of being grateful for it and um yeah like you said it does get hard and one thing I've learned is not trying to treat God like a genie you know not saying yeah that's a word Oh, God, and uh, trust me, I think we've all done before. <laughs> if you do this, God, I'm going to do that. I'm gonna... <laughs> you ever been a situation where something bad is happening and and you're like, yes. God, you get me out of this. I'm going to do this. I promise. And then let's say you get out and you don't even do what you said
1: you're going to we... do. <laughs> yeah, those are Hail Mary promises. That's what I call them.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I've learned to just <laughs> stop treating God like a genie and treat him like my father. So, yeah, we can say God I like to kind of use kind of say my father because even even though he has no um weight or comparison really to my actual father he kind of does so I think about this like even mm-hmm. you know a lot of people say well if God is so good then why did he do this if God is this that I'm like baby you must not be reading your Bible because he didn't did a lot of bad things and good things <laughs> but
1: hello and he's allowed things
0: yes. to happen so i have to look at god as being my actual father and not a genie because even if god doesn't come through i have to say how is my actual father he is like and it talks about how god i mean he'll punish you like just like if my son does something bad i'm gonna most likely probably yell at him or hit his hand or let him know no (laughs) and a lot of times we don't we think that god shouldn't do that but if you look at him from the perspective of he is my father and he wants the best for me what do father's supposed to do so yeah so i really like um i really like that you said that and went into that because it's just really important i'm getting some good gems here and learning some new stuff um
1: oh thank you I'm learning some stuff from you and I
0: get to talking sometimes I'm telling you that's why I have to like chill Um, (laughs) let us know what benefits you gain from trying to do things in your own power and vice versa you know we know there's really not any benefits but I want to know what benefits you probably thought you were gaining from trying to do things in your own power yeah
1: yeah And, you know, I definitely think that's a good question. I think it's hard because for so long we just operate in Mm -hmm. our own will. And so we think that the things that we have achieved or the things that even the things that we pray for and God is allowed to bless us with, we think that part of that is just like, okay, I work hard. So this is the thing that comes with that. Um, but really, I think we have to unlearn some things. I talk about this in my book about like, I'm 26 years old, but for probably 24 years, maybe 18, since I was like my parents' child, but for, um, eight, 20, for the years between 18 and 24, let's say as an adult, I operated in my own will. Did I serve Jesus? Did I serve at church? Did I show up? Was I say Yes. But ultimately most of our lives, we all make the decisions mm-hmm. for ourselves. And then there comes a point where you have to decide. Am I going to let God lead? Am I going to let him do this in one area? Am I going to let him lead across the board? Um, And so what I realized when I transitioned from trying to do everything in my own power, that it wasn't worth it. Like, there's only so much I can do until I get to the end of me. And then there's some things I never had to get to the end of me for in the first place that God didn't need me to control. But if I would have just placed them in his hands from the beginning, it would have been so much smoother and instead of getting to the end of me now i go to him first and i reap the benefits of surrendering to him
0: mm. so what do you what do you think about those who um what do you think i lost my whole train of thought trying to process what you just said <laughs> <laughs> it's okay so what do you think um about how why do you think we make it hard to build that relationship with god do you think it's because he isn't physical or you know what do you think about that
1: i think because i think it's because god is a god that gives us choice Mm. right i think we both really love that and we really hate it because we'd love it if god just made us do the things that would work out best for us but then we also don't want to be made to do things as humans and so i think it becomes complicated because god gives us a choice it's like i'm saved but that doesn't mean i'm making god lord of my life and god doesn't force me to let him be lord of my life he gives me the option and i think that's what makes it hard and complicated for people because it's like you know if you choose to surrender you're gonna have to do some things differently
0: Yeah, so um, what I wanted to, first of all, I know for me, um, when I first got saved, it was like, well, he's not physical. So it's easier Mm -hmm. when it comes to building a relationship with somebody you like, or not only that, but a friend or somebody you just met or whomever, because you can talk to that person, you can physically text them, you can call them, you can see them, but when it comes to God, and I love that you said he gives us choices, because sometimes I absolutely hate that. And I'm just like, Lord, <laughs> are you going to come down and make this choice for me? Because you can't. Or what? You, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, or what? Like, you can definitely do that. But that's right. the good thing about it is I think it's good for us and bad for us that he mm-hmm. gives us that choice. You know, are we going to serve him? Are we not going to serve him? You know, are we going to let him rule? And I love that you also said um, that him being the Lord of our lives and I heard that last year in a sermon and I was like, man, you know, that's really true because a lot of us are saved, but we didn't make him the Lord of our lives, you know,
1: Hello? and if you
0: look up the definition of a Lord, it's a ruler, you know, it's someone mm-hmm. who actually make the decisions for your life. So, so yes, yeah, so I'm like, man, and even in my own life, I am so dominant. I like things, Mm -hmm. I like things, and because I know, and we're talking about this on the phone, because I know how I'm going to do things, then for me, it just makes it easier for me to do it, and I think, and Mm -hmm. I'm in this season now, where I'm just letting God do it, because honestly, for two years, I've tried to do it, and it's not working, nothing is moving, nothing is processing, everything is literally steady, literally, (laughs) everything is like steady. And it's like year after year, you write those resolutions and those goals, and I'm like Moisha, it is about to be August girl. What did you accomplish? <laughs> and I'm just like, and that's real. And I'm like, um, I don't even remember what listed that I made in January. Like, I'm looking at old pictures from 2019. I'm like, what is really going on? And I have to realize, and to be honest with myself, and I think God just really beat me up too, that I. Really, haven't made him the Lord over my decisions, over my finances, over my marriage, over me being a mom, over my business, over anything. Come on. And I will say this: Listen, when God doesn't, when you're not supposed, when you're not doing what you're supposed to do, oh, nothing is gonna go right. It's gonna be like alignment, honey. Alignment is going to be very um. What's the word for it? I just lost the whole word for it. But everything is just going for me. Because I know I haven't been actually letting him rule over my life and actually sitting up here trying to pretend like I did. Um, For me, everything has just Mm -hmm. been steady. It's like nothing is going up. That's good. Nothing is going up at all. And sitting here for like two years and like, man, like nothing is really going up but my age (laughs) and these kids. (laughs) And that's a real moment. Yeah. Um, I think we all have to realize that we all have to really realize that um, every year we say we want to accomplish something, we want to do something, we want to do this, we want to do that. And when you start to really sit back and say, what have you done? Then you really start to, point, I don't know, This is I really think this is probably just for believers. Then you really start to ask yourself, okay, have I done it in my will or his will? And for me, even when Mm -hmm. it it makes makes a a difference difference. for me, even when I didn't, um, when I first launched FGTC last year, August, it was like the first thing that came to my mind was, um, because my mindset is a business mindset, entrepreneur mindset, like that's literally, I love marketing. I love everything about business except for the bad parts. Um, (laughs) it's like Mm -hmm. everything that's how my mind works trying to find out new ways new marketing new strategies you know selling 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 right and because my mindset was all business and not actually impacting like things were not going up and it was like mm-hmm. i kept saying i need you to make sure you're making an impact building relationships not just oh, trying boy. to sell trying to sell trying to sell because that that's the whole point that's the whole purpose of for generous to come being created and i got to this whole point for months mm-hmm. which just like selling 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 and i poured so much money into my business and now i'm looking at it like okay where did that money go i didn't even need it and then yeah so, so good um, I finally got to this heart where I'm just like, Okay, God, I just I don't care about stealing anything anymore. I don't care about um trying to get up and whatever I was trying to do. I just want to make an impact. Like I just it's all I wanna do. That's all and he's like, Okay, you finally understood it. Like months later, you're you're finally getting Bam. it. Like something just
1: knocked you on the head. <laughs> yep. So yeah. It's real because that impact thing is so real. People want followers and money and we all want to be successful and uh, as entrepreneurs people in ministry christians but we got to remember like i always tell people impact mm-hmm. over influence and that's a goal for me like do i could even just i take the words you know people like to go to women's empowerment events and things like that and get inspired but what i've learned is that inspiration less it's Definitely. Just a short shelf life right you go to an event or you listen to a podcast you read a book you're inspired for the duration of the time that you're listening or present. But give it three mm-hmm. days, a week, two weeks, a month goes by, you're not remembering. But when you're impacted, that that moment, it sticks with you for the rest of your life. And you're able to say, I listened to Moesha's podcast and my life changed. I was able to see this thing and my life changed. And I feel like the more people that you impact, it turns into definitely, It turns definitely. into success when you care about the lives of and people. And now it's like...
0: I'm, I'm just now trying, I guess because I see that things aren't going my way. It's like, it's just clicking to me. All of a sudden, Moisha, it just, it's just clicking to you. Like <laughs> like the, the, the light but that's that okay. turned on. And I'm like, it was just like all this time that I was like, do impact, Moisha. Impact and then comes income. Impact and then comes income. And oh, I was just like, okay, look, I'm just going to do impact. And ever since then it's like, messages after messages from people saying oh my god i'm so happy like i do like inspirational text messages every day and making sure i post every yes. day and making sure i'm sharing my story like being really authentic about this thing you know making sure that mm-hmm. when i post it's not about oh let me i'm gonna get this many likes because this picture is cute um it's not about that it's like yeah oh, i'm taking pictures i like the picture the picture is cute that's why i picked it but let's speak with this <laughs> right. story of mine, who is gonna impact, you know, God, what should I what should I share today? Yesterday it was self-control and that has yes. really impacted a lot of people. So just from a lot of people in my inbox, you know, let me know, text to me that, you know, these text messages have really been helping. I've been going through a hard time, you know, your story is relatable to mine. This is just so helpful. You know, that really just flipped another switch. I got so many switches in my head that it's like <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness that's so awesome wow okay I got I just got one last thing for you um how -hmm. how can we build how do you think that we can build that relationship with God because a lot of people struggle with that why is it critical
1: I think that's that's one of my favorite questions ever honestly um because I think that's another thing we make complicated and the truth is we build a relationship with God by spending time mm-hmm. with him, just like we do in any other relationship. I, I tell this to people in a way that I hope makes it so simple, um, is that I love my best friend, and but my best friend was in D.C. But because she's in D.C., it doesn't mean we don't communicate. So we text, I go down to visit her once or twice a year, we FaceTime, we hang out, and that's how we continue our relationship, being strong. Um, now, my family, they're here, and I see them every day. And so it's easier to keep in touch with them, but it doesn't mean that my communication with her goes to the wayside. And so the same is true for God. Just like I'm intentional about spending time with my best friend, I'm intentional about spending time mm-hmm. with God. Like I purpose to at least get my devotions in in the morning, if nothing else. But I also purpose to watch assignment once or twice a week. I purpose the time that I go to work every morning to be worshiped between my house and my job. So just like you're intentional to enjoy that person so much, you want to see them regularly. Is the same way in which you have to invite God into your and space yeah, and I think it's and all you about knowing what you begin to enjoy so want. much that you want to see Him in like space. even Don't break it. Really.
0: It was a time that I didn't know what I wanted, but I knew what I didn't want. Yeah, like I knew what I knew what I didn't want, but I didn't know what I wanted. I, I hope that makes sense. Okay, I made a post mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> so for me no i think it that's was good break that break, break that down I for the people cuz i think I that's good certain things smoking and having sex before marriage and talking to somebody's boyfriend like all of that was my life and it was like i knew that none of that was building me towards christ i was so depressed i was sad i had lost my mom i was just struggling mentally and i was just waking up like groundhog mm-hmm. day like there were times where i would literally just say why am i here like look in the mirror and just Mm -hmm. be like have all type of suicidal thoughts and just confused about my identity and everything so it was like I don't want that like I know how it made me feel and I it was just one day I just went on the floor and I cried out to God right i didn't know what was the next step i didn't know how it was gonna happen i didn't know i would have to give you know surrender all of the stuff that i had like the friendships relationships Come i did not know any of that but i knew that i did not want that, anymore. <laughs> that i didn't want Come that anymore i did not want that life anymore so it's all about knowing what you want and then yeah. it's like okay let's try it. let's try something new like i grew up in the church i grew up I'm going to church exactly. every Sunday, every Wednesday. My dad was a uh, deacon at the time. He was a preacher down. And then my stepmom came to my life. She's a minister. So it's like everything was already set up for me. You know, I just had to make that decision. And Even if, you know, someone's listening to this and it's not set right. up for you like that, then you still have to make the decision between what you have now and what you want in the future. I did mm-hmm. not want to go years and years later feeling like that. And not only that, thinking about it now that I have a child and went on the way, it's like I didn't want to think or pass that on to my children. Because that's, I don't want to be responsible for him having suicidal thoughts. Like, that's people don't so know that, that stuff can pass on. You know, I didn't want him to be, I didn't want to be responsible for looking at my son. Mm-hmm. And he's up there dating somebody else's wife. And, you know. You know, looking like, what did he get that from? Oh, his mom dated somebody's his his boyfriend. What do That's you think good. he got from? You know, I don't want to be responsible for those things. So it's like, figure out what you don't Come want. On. And then build that relationship with God. And then he'll lead you to what you should have.
1: He will, and I love that you, what you said, which was so good for me, and I think it's so good for everyone that people don't always think, is that you can make the decision at any time. Like, you were in the midst of those things and participating in those things, but you made a decision to do something different, and you don't, I think that everyone should go to church. But, you know, some people are like, well, I'll do it differently once I get to church on Sunday, or I'll do it differently once I'm done playing. But your moment can happen in the bathroom, it can happen in the bedroom, on the floor, it can happen in the car one day when you're just like, ah, I've done it my way enough, and now mm-hmm. I'm done, Jesus, and you cry it out, and you start figuring out how to walk the next day. But I think that that's the highlight, truly, of what you said. You made a decision it's to all go about another the way. Decision. And it, it starts can happen first, at any time. It
0: starts first with your mind. That's why, you know, people say, I understand. Hey, it may be in the Bible, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm not good remembering verses. I'm just not. <laughs> I don't have that gift, but I promise you, my stepmom she'll spit them out to you. <laughs> but um, it's like the mind can be the first thing to go. And once the devil, and just think about your thoughts. Why do people always talk about, you know, especially Come if on. you're trying to stay uh, celibate, you know, make sure you, you know, set boundaries and go to bed at such a time because at 3 a.m. you want to watch porn mm-hmm. and you want to call your your, um, you know your boyfriend right or whoever girlfriend and because it starts in the mind it starts with a thought exactly it starts with a thought and a decision so
1: everything is the yes.
0: mind i'm just i'm so you got anything else for us i'm just overwhelmed <laughs> <laughs>
1: this has been amazing i just feel like this has been an amazing conversation um and i'm just so grateful because it's blessing me and like you said it's been a blessing to you and i'm just hoping that it's a blessing to anyone else that's listening but just to add one recommendation to what you just said joyce. um the book the battlefield joyce, of the mind yes, I, I can't it. <laughs> remember the author right now but anybody struggle joyce meyer yes we read it as a um book for our leadership last year for the church and i'm on our leadership mm-hmm. team and i just highly recommend it to anyone struggling with your mind because sometimes when you get Definitely. saved and you make the right decision it's all good for a day or a week and then the, the old habits and the old thoughts try to come for your mind and so that's a good book for anyone that's struggling with that because it's going it's going to help you understand how the enemy makes your mind a battlefield but it's also the going to show you never how, goes you know, way you can be victorious over that process
0: I, I just don't um the preacher talks about this on um, a sermon yeah. i forgot which one was but the old you is still there like if if we're who's maybe listening and look all oh, you saved sunday and then saturday i'm about to go like i just had this desire to just turn up and just twerk and just drink and just get drunk and like i mean like it's, you gotta just be real with it the old <laughs> you away, but once you start building you have to once you start building your relationship with God, yeah. You have to start diminishing those desires, and then once they start coming back, then you know who to go to 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 diminish those desires. Yes. You know, we're battling between our flesh and spirit now. But you know what? <laughs> yes. So you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna keep talking, and it always comes <laughs> mind, girl. We
1: probably have to do a part two up in here, <laughs> girl we might have to this has been wonderful but I, it's so real and I love that you Definitely. are having real conscience on your podcast because people need it okay
0: all right so we're gonna we're gonna cut it because I'm telling you girl I, I gotta go downstairs and finish dinner <laughs> okay so first thank
1: you so much. okay we I can actually, cut it
0: I really did enjoy it I really really did and I really hope and I know not even gonna hope I know that it's gonna impact somebody um yeah so to end it just let us know let us know where they can find you and everything let us know all the details about your book all of that
1: oh okay so my website is the surrendered not calm people because i just try to make sure y'all know there's no m the surrendered um and that's where i share a lot of things for my ministry that's also where you can purchase my book. And the Surrender Life Ministry is just an online ministry that targets millennial women and teaching you the how to surrender control to God and access the freedom and favor that comes with your life. So if you sign up there, you can get my weekly newsletters coming back in the fall. You can purchase my book and keep in touch. But you can also follow me on Instagram at Christian Mills, two N's, two S's, because somebody had already had my name, child. So that's where you can find me. Um, and i love to stay connected with you and then connect with anyone else who may. And i put all of that impacted in the, by the um, podcast as description well. box
0: anyway. Just make sure everything's great. So again, we'll close this out. I want to thank you again for coming on and just having real raw conversation, dropping all types of gems on yes. here.
1: <laughs>
0: all right. <laughs> all right, I'll talk to you later. Thank
1: you so much for having me. Okay, bye.
0: All right. Bye-bye. Hey guys, I'm so, so glad that you tuned into today's episode. If you are new here or not even new and you haven't clicked the support button, please make sure that you do that so we can continue to make great content for you, of course. But I just want you to please, if you don't do nothing else, make sure that you go follow Christian. Y'all, if you love this podcast, if you enjoyed it, if you got some gems from this podcast, make sure that you share it. Make sure that you tag her. Make sure that you go get her book, all right? So first of all, I just wanna thank you guys so much for listening again. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and we'll talk to you guys next week.